0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. How's it going, folks? Welcome to another
1: episode of Can We Talk. I'm here with the two thirds usual suspects, Shayna and Nicole. How's it going, Shayna?
2: Good, good, good. You doing all right today?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. (laughs) It's cold. How's it going, Nicole?
2: I'm dying. <laughs> but you're not dead.
3: I'm not dead yet. I'm just immobilized for the time being. And oh, I'm getting. I'm going crazy. I can't do anything. I'm just restless.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm. I'm sorry you feel that way. I hope. I hope you feel better. Um. So what's on the agenda for today? I mean, you uh, you listening to new hip hop releases, Shayna?
2: No, um, I haven't really had with the it's a future future release a collab album. I haven't listened to it yet, though.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's not really my forte. But um, what you get into this weekend? Me myself, um, you know, I found a rare Netflix find. I love it. I love those moments where you can find something on Netflix. That, you know, that's kind of weird and that you don't think you'll like, but you like it. Um, I found something called uh, Three H- three Wives, One Husband. Oh, is that a show? Yeah. Oh. It's four episodes, uh, mini series. You know, I-, I like the show Big Love, which, um, you know, both of these are about polygamists. You know what I mean? But uh, this show, I didn't know if I would like it because I was like, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of the Sister wife series. But this show's not bad, man. It's BBC America. They film an American family living out in this um this, this rock like neighborhood. Like they, they live near these rocks and they, they they build their own houses from the ground up. And there's many um polygamous polygamous families living together and they're just they're just modern day families and um they filmed them over a year and uh, I liked it. I it was it was pretty entertaining.
2: Oh, okay. I um I watched the first five episodes of the second season of Making a Murderer. How's that? Um, it's like it's more bullshit like <laughs> like it like if the first season made you mad, like this one will completely engulf you in front. It's it it's very frustrating to watch. Just
3: I haven't. I tried to watch it and I'm like on steroids right now.
2: <laughs>
3: they just make me, me and like I fell asleep. So I'm gonna have to try again. But yeah, yeah. just like the way they opened it and they were talking about like the lawyer and like all these people, just the death threats. And, but at the same time, it was really nice to see like all the letters and, um, mama Avery was receiving after the documentary.
1: I gotta say, I I don't know about the Stephen Avery guy. I'm more, i more so have empathy for the, um, the, the younger nephew. Brandon. Yeah. I I got empathy for Brandon because I think like, just that interrogation scene in the first season makes me angry.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. The poor kid just wanted to go. He's and he's in jail.
1: Right, right. Yeah, like I, like I said, I, I don't know about Stephen Avery. I just don't, I just don't know if he did it or didn't do it. Which, I don't think he did it. I really, I honestly like. You don't
2: yeah, think he did I don't it. think he did it.
1: You know that brings me to another. You know, speaking of podcasts, um, you know, I just got into cereal. Okay. What are you on the first season or the cause I'm on the second. So I finished the first.
2: Okay. I yeah, I really, I didn't have any sympathy for the main guy that they were talking about. I think he just
1: left. <laughs> oh, well dealing with the first season, like a Said, yeah. like that's such a, that's such a complex case because it's like, because I'm, 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 I'm with the host. It's like, I don't, I don't know if he did it and I don't know if he didn't like, cause he's such a good guy. You figure like, well, was it, was it a thing where he snapped? You know what I mean? Like like I feel like the first season of serial is great. If you don't know the story of the first season of serial, um Heyman Lee, I believe was the woman's name, um, she disappeared and was found um uh buried or half buried in Lincoln Park in Baltimore. And the main suspect was her ex boyfriend Anand Saeed, who um um per testimony from a friend of his or an acquaintance, Jay Wilde, said that, oh, uh, you know, Anand made me um uh, he told me he killed her, and we, he made me uh, bury the body with her. So, and there, there's flaws in Jay Wild's story, and so Serial kind of examines this. And you know, you don't know if Anand really did it in the end. You don't know if he didn't do it. It's kind of left up to your interpretation. I know he just got granted a, a new trial, so that's coming. I think like next month or another month where um, he gets a new um, a new attorney.
2: But I just think that it's odd that had we not known about these cases through popular podcasts or mm-hmm. popular shows, they would just be left
1: to just be. Definitely. And, you know, that that's a hey, that's the power of journalism because, you know, one of the biggest documentaries that um, got somebody, like, um, co- um, acquitted was on um, the Thin Blue Line mm-hmm. that had somebody acquitted. And then you got the HBO series Paradise Lost where it dealt with the— um, I forgot what they call them. The West, the West Memphis is five or something, or the West Memphis three. Three. Yeah, I know
2: what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: the three kids who were like, I guess they were like emos or weird, so they thought they got convicted because they, because people thought they killed somebody. Then they got acquitted, like, they got sent home because it turns out they didn't kill them. You know, yeah, like, I feel like with, with the, with the power of journalism, you could set somebody free. Yeah. What else?
2: Um, Yeah, that was the only thing. I tried to get into Daredevil, but then um, I looked and I saw that Making a Murderer, so I decided to watch that instead.
1: Hey, man! Moment of silence for Luke Cage. Mm. I mean, did you
2: enjoy the second season?
1: I didn't get to it yet.
2: See, I the second season was like really bad. See, I heard
1: some people say it's awesome.
0: I don't give a flying fuck about Mariah Dillard. <laughs> don't know who that is. Bushmaster was fine.
2: Yeah. She, she was the villain. Wait, wait, I wait. like Cottonmouth. I, I thought it? Cottonmouth was the perfect villain, and then he, like, died in, like—
0: Yeah, yeah that's where I season didn't get to one that episode, took though. a shit.
1: Yeah, was, like— he, I'm sorry, was, he was in season one. Well, so, it, it, Two people exploited spoiled it for me by this point. But so. like
2: Cotton Mouth, I thought he was an excellent villain and then he Diamondback
1: did. was stupid. Marshawn Ali is busy. <laughs> he's a he's a busy actor. He's gonna be in true detective.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to see that. But yeah, Luke Cage just was
1: not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um canceled that, canceled Iron Fist, which I heard a lot of people didn't cry about. <laughs> uh season two was really season good. Season two was was it was, so it was way better. better than the first season. That's what they all say. No, nah, but but um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna miss him, man. I mean, I feel like him and Black Lightning, they were they were good as being the two leading black male superheroes. Is Black on Lightning TV. still on? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay,
0: season two just started,
1: so I got a theory. I heard a theory in the barbershop, a okay. barbershop theory that it ain't gonna be the last Netflix show to get canned because
0: Disney's gonna start their own streaming service. That's gonna, what
1: I thought. And they're going to upload all the Netflix series to their service and leave Netflix in the wind.
0: I thought they said they weren't putting R-rated stuff on their streaming service, though. So none that of the Netflix stuff would qualify.
2: Yeah, that would make sense. Luke Cage is R-rated? It's TVMA. Yes. That's, like a, that's like a
1: high PG-13, though.
2: Mm.
0: There's so much
2: violence in Dwarf. There's a endure. lot of, yeah. So okay, it's all right, a, I guess it's so. TVMA. All
1: right, uh, I'll give you that. Uh, Nicole, you got anything to add?
3: I watched the second season of Big Mouth. On
2: oh Netflix. my god, it was! I love that show.
3: I do too. I feel really uncomfortable watching it with other people because it it's <laughs> very, it's very relatable, but it's very raunchy and touchy subjects that each person goes through in their life.
0: <laughs> my roommate was watching um, that the it. other day. I was really <laughs> happy with it, and I walked in on the uh, the scene where the girls go to the spa with their mom or whatever and it's oh, yeah, just and it's the naked, naked women everywhere <laughs> it's all cartoons
2: they, they were like yeah that's not
1: for kids <laughs> well, well of course uh, it's not i mean it's in the title
2: but i like um there was a show that used to come on uh fx called the league
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like a lot that of show. yeah,
2: a lot of the people that were on the league do voices on Big Mouth.
1: Yeah, I think um my yeah. man's my man's co-created it. Nick Crow. Um, Nick Kroll, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh jo- John Mulaney does a voice on there too. They're best friends. Um, I love the league, man. The league is so funny. The
2: league is a really good show because <laughs> I don't
1: even like football fantasy, but I think like it's just so funny.
2: I didn't know that it was mostly improv.
1: They uh they they talked about a thing on that show called roster baiting, where your roster is so good that you you low key masturbate to yourself, <laughs> looking at how good your roster is, and Nick Crows in the bed, like like, <laughs> and they walk in on him and take a picture. It's so funny. I love the league.
2: Yeah, I missed that show. What? Oh, Jordan had her first swim meet yesterday. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> She did four races. She got disqualified in three of them for like minor things like, um, you know, certain strokes. You have to touch the wall with two hands or touch the wall on your back. And then um, when she was doing a breaststroke, I think her foot came out of the water a couple of times. But I mean, she did. I thought she did pretty good other than those minor mistakes that, you know, got her disqualified. That was her first swim meet. But (sighs) toward the end. Like, I'm sitting in the stands, like, I can't see her. Right, right, right. And there are a lot of, you know, the uh, swim parents that are on, you know, our team. You know, they're, like, looking over the ledge, you know, because there's still a race going on. And then I just hear somebody go, Jordan, no, no, Jordan, no. So I go to the ledge, and I look down, and she's butt-ass naked. There's still a race going on, and there's, like, kids that are still, like, on deck and she's butt-ass naked. I'm like, Jordan, stop. Like, stop. Like, what are you doing? And, like, the there's kids covering their eyes. And one of the older girls, she found a towel and threw it around her and walked her in the locker room. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I heard coach talk to her. And she was like, he just told me not to do that ever, 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 ever again. Well, and I said, Jordan, what were you thinking? She was like, I was ready to go, and I didn't know where the locker room was.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Kids these days.
2: And she, but I just like she wasn't embarrassed. Like she was just like, I,
1: I didn't know where the locker room was, so I just decided to get dressed. Yeah, lesson, lesson learned. Lesson learned. I mean, like I, I, I gotta. <laughs> I mean, lesson learned because I got a similar story where, um, you know, my um my little cousin. Um, you know, he was in class and he kind of wet himself and he didn't know know where the bathroom was. So he wasn't ashamed about it. He was just like, well, I guess I just go, you know. But, I mean, lesson learned. You know, sometimes kids don't know how to properly do something like that.
2: Yeah, and it was her first one meet, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I thought she did a pretty good, you know, job other than, you know, the undressing in front of everyone. It was a learning experience for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right well well, what we got next i mean i talked about where netflix finds you talked to me about a magic trick i want to hear more about that
2: i didn't know how he did it like um where were you i was at a a birthday party last night shout out to my friend nicole um we were at um a party and i'm not sure if you watch battle rap or aware of a course all gentleman named quest mccody
1: I don't know him. Yeah,
2: Quest McCody. So he was doing card tricks. <laughs> mm. And, like, you know, one, he was like, let me see your card. And then he made, like, three different decks. And then he will give you, like, a stacking. like, is your card in that deck? And then you right. look at the card and be like, no. And then you put the deck back down. And he'd be like, pick it up again. Are you sure? And then the card would be in the deck. We're like, how you doing that? So then it was another one where he shuffled the cards. And then you ball your fist up. And mm-hmm. he puts a small deck in your hand, mm-hmm. and then he, like, knocked a card out of your hand, and it would be the card. He like, is that your card? And then he did another one, and then Marv, Marv One, was like, you're the goddamn devil. Like, how did you <laughs> do that? Like... <laughs> Oh, he was like, "How did I?" I'm like, "How are you doing that?"
1: You having dinner with Marv One? Yeah,
2: but like, to that's my friend's boyfriend. To, so to us, he's just Marv, and it's just funny because people will come into the party because it's our friend's birthday party. That right. they be like, dog, did you see Marv One? Marv One is upstairs." Like, oh, like, and they'll talk to him, but like to me, he's just Marv.
1: Yo, if Shayna ever gets famous as an activist, I'm gonna be like, yo, that's just Shayna, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: just (laughs) Shayna.
1: It's just smart. That's cool, man. That's cool though that you um that you uh that you uh, experienced that. (laughs) 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 No, I've always wanted to experience like a magic guy on the street just showing magic tricks for like a few dollars or whatever. I never experienced that in my life. I feel like that's one of the best, sweetest little moments of life ever.
2: Have you been to the movies?
1: Yeah, I've been to the movies. What did you see? Everybody's been to the movies. I have not been to the movies. Oh, lately, no. I still got to see Halloween.
2: I have not seen Halloween either. Come on,
1: man. Jamie Lee Curtis with a shotgun. Who's not going to want to go see this movie? (laughs) She's grandma with a shotgun, man. She's ready to, you know, bring hell.
2: I did hear that they acted like that, that all the other Halloween movies didn't exist.
1: I think that's best, though. I mean, because they wanted to bring her back. And they went to... Um, she re- died? Re- yeah, she died in Halloween Resurrection, the opening scene.
2: Oh, see.
1: The one with Buster Rhymes, the forgettable one. See, <laughs> you, don't, you don't even remember it, see? When did that come out? Oh,
2: yeah. Was that like H20 or something?
1: No, that's what well, LL Cool J. Um,
2: I think that's the last oh. one I saw was H20, H2L. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so at the end of that one, she chopped uh, Michael Myers' head off. But then, it, but then in the beginning of Resurrection, it turns out it was another guy. It wasn't Mike Myers. So, um, yeah, so Buster Rhymes and Tyler Banks are, are producing this reality show where people are stuck in this house where they're going to scare everybody. And then Michael Myers shows up there and it turns into a real, you know, reality show killing competition.
2: Oh, wow. I don't remember that movie at all.
1: It's forgettable. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I remember is when Buster Rhymes, he kicks down the door and says, you know, happy Halloween, motherfucker. And then him and Mike Myers fight. I think he killed him. I think <laughs> Mike Myers killed Buster. But, um, yeah, it was funny. I mean I love those cheesy B movies though. I feel like I feel like when you look at the film Scream, that's a very underrated movie because that's a great satire of horror films.
2: I enjoy it, Scream.
1: Yeah, like And
2: too. I like Scream, I like the the sequel. I'll
1: I liked all four to be honest, because I feel like Wes Craven, he 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 really like made fun of his own films, made fun of horror films and he did it well.
2: Okay, now that we're on the topic of horror films, I was talking to one of the swim moms. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that she has uh, twin boys, they're seven, and because of the cartoons that they watch, they think death is funny.
1: They watch Family Guy?
2: I'm not sure, but she was saying, like, you know, she told them, like, oh, my uncle passed away, and they laughed.
1: Yeah, I mean... So,
2: So she was like, I want them to start watching slasher films... So they could know that this is not funny.
1: <laughs> that's gonna make it worse though, because like even in slasher films, some some death scenes are funny, aren't they? The Anthony Anderson death scene in Screen Four is funny. <laughs> like,
2: but I it was another mom there. She was like, I really don't think that's a good idea. It's it's not. She was it's like, not. Yeah, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy a Chucky doll, and then I'm gonna have them watch Chucky. <laughs>
1: But Chucky's funny. Is
2: it? The later ones, like Bride of Chucky, that's like a comedy.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Chucky's always been witty. Like, you know, like, dude, the the scene in Child's Play where she's about to throw him in the fire, he's like, You fucking bitch, don't do this to me! (laughs) And then, you know, like, that's funny. I bet you everybody in the theater in the 80s laughed at that scene.
2: I have been enjoying um, lately watching like the the kid friendly Halloween movie. Like we, me and my daughter, we Hocus watch Hocus Pocus. Yes, we watch Hocus Pocus. We watch Ghostbusters one and two. She likes two more than she likes one.
1: It's been a while since I watched Ghostbusters. Yeah. I never seen Hocus Pocus. What? What?
0: I, I, never,
1: I never thought that was a movie for me. It's like, amazing. I, that's what I keep hearing, but I don't know, man. Is that like you Bet?
3: are hurting my heart? I Bet used Midler? to watch that all Come the
1: time, on. like when it wasn't Halloween. It's so like, like Bette Miller and uh, who else in there? Cher. Is Cher
2: in there? No, it's Bette Miller. No, Sarah Jessica, Sarah Parker. Jessica Parker
1: and Kathy Jimmy. Yep. Okay, sell it to me. Sell me Hocus Pocus.
2: It's good. It's the best Halloween movie yeah, I, ever I, created. That's not
1: really enough you gotta, like i
2: really don't understand like how, like what what makes it not for you <laughs>
1: well i mean like i felt like one it was like a chick movie i mean like i don't know if this is for me this is it was, look at no, movie. It's not a chick movie
2: my brother watches
1: it i'm not your brother
2: it's <laughs> it's really funny like these witches uh it's, it happens in salem so okay. these witches get killed during the witch trials, and they come back in the '90s. So it's like funny to see them like just like what is this? Right, right, what is right, right, like right. it's it's really
1: yeah. You know the thing is, I it's enjoy. got
3: a lot of like good one liners.
1: Yeah, I, I, I no, I could see how it could be funny. I, I'll check it out sometime. Um, is that one of those movies that did bad the box office became a cult hit? I don't think so. Because I don't know if that that movie did well or not. I didn't live back then, so I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh, you this is before you were born? I don't know. Was it it came out in the yes. nineties? Yeah. Nineteen ninety three. Okay, so I had just been born.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: You know, I um It had a budget of twenty eight million and made thirty nine point five million. So it wasn't a okay. smashing success.
2: It wasn't. Wow. As many times I've watched it. <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: I can understand that though. Like, you know, I've been listen, I've been tricked before, you know. Like I remember the Devil Wears product came out and I'm like, I ain't watching this bullshit That's an but, awesome movie. But I remember my mom rented it and she's like she's like just watch this with me. And like, you know, I'm like because we ain't we haven't seen a movie together in a while. So I came downstairs and I enjoyed it, man. I'm like Man, Meryl ma- Streep is a beast in that movie. I'm really like Meryl Streep is counting in this movie. I want this girl to succeed. I want her to win and be the top designer or whatever, even though I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> you know, like the film won me over. And um and one movie I actively like we had a whole crew of guys. We went to go see the hangover 2. And uh, we had time.
2: Sorry
1: about that. We liked that movie. We were cra- we were cracking up. We loved The Hangover, too. And so we had time to see another movie. So I said, y'all, listen to me. Listen to me. There's this movie out called Bridesmaids. It looks funny. I think we should all go see it. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Like, we ain't going to see a movie about Bridesmaids. I said, man, let's go see this movie. It's going to be hilarious. We went in there. We were dying laughing. <laughs> like, I yeah, knew Bryce Mays was funny. I knew Bryce Mays was going to be funny. I don't know what about it. I think it was the name Judd Apatow attached to it. I just knew it was going to be funny. And we didn't fail. It, just, we look kind of weird, a bunch of guys, but we didn't fail. I just
0: checked, and Hocus Pocus only has 30% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Well, no really? one, I mean. The movies I love have thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I
2: love Hocus Pocus. Like I still love it. When I watched it the other day, I was like, "Oh my god, I really love this movie still."
1: If I'm gonna watch a chick flick, it has to be the right one, though. Like some, I've been, I've been tricked before. Tricked how? I've been goofed. Like I've been, I've watched something and I was tricked into enjoying it. But when I look back on it, I was like, "Nah, that was trash." <laughs> like the proposal with Sandra Bullock. I liked it when I was watching it, but then I looked back on it and said, eh, "That was kind of trash." The proposal is that with uh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan
2: Reynolds. Oh. I
1: liked it when I was watching it, but then I looked back and say, "Eh, I don't know." But I did. Um, a film I do stand by though is um, just friends with Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. That's a funny I love
3: that movie.
1: That's a funny goofy movie right there. I love that movie.
3: Oh my god, when my got, favorite line. I'm busy, stupid dick.
1: <laughs> when you got when you got um Fat Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in this mirror, mirror singing and I swear by the moon. You know that song?
2: Yeah, off one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that that's funny.
2: Uh, I've never seen that. I've never seen Just Friends. I've it's seen a, The Proposal.
1: Yeah. It's a solid movie, The Proposal. Just Friends is pretty funny, but it's goofy, you know. Um, You ever seen Bringing Down the House with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah? Yes. That's a classic. Is it? I did not like it at all. I like that movie because I feel like.
2: <laughs> but see, like, I, when I was younger, I had, I had seen a movie like that already called Houseguest with Sinbad.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I feel like they're both... And I
2: think Phil Hartman?
1: Yeah, 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 and I feel like they're both funny in their own right. Like, I feel like Queen Latifah, you know, she brings the laughs. She matches up with Steve Martin, just like Sinbad matched up with Phil.
2: I didn't, like, bring it down the house. I did enjoy... I might. need, I need to go back and watch House Guest. I haven't seen it since I was a kid.
1: I miss Sinbad. Isn't he on Lil' Rail Show? He is on Real Show. Yeah. I
2: just, I think, watched the first three episodes, allegedly, while I was at work. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I am enjoying Jess Hilarious uh character on the show. And I and I didn't like her that brand of comedy that on the like her I didn't like her Instagram comedy. Right, right, right. And then when I saw her on uh Def or was it Deaf Comedy Jam? It might have been like It doesn't the new,
1: exist anymore, does it?
2: It was something like a deaf like comedy thing that was on HBO <laughs> I didn't think her stand-up did was really good. But I think comedic acting may be her thing.
1: You know, these days, it's hard for me to watch a full a full length stand-up special. It's like, I got to know about you before I invest in you that much.
2: Well, you know how deaf Comedy Jam is. It's well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, different comedians, they get like
1: five minutes. Like, I didn't get into Bill Burr until somebody told me like, Oh, you like Louis C.K.? Check out Bill Burr. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then I saw Bill Burr. I said, "Okay, this this guy is a nice, you know, nice complimentary act. I like Bill Burr.
2: Yeah, I like him. Um, I when I used to watch, listen to uh, Opie and Anthony, and he would be on there cussing Anthony out. That's Opie and sure.
1: Anthony, wild man. Yeah.
2: They were so, yeah. <laughs> they were. Yes, they were. But I mostly listened to it because of Patrice O'Neill.
1: Yeah, and then he passed away. Rest in peace." All right, Nicole. Well, wait, What are your favorite comedians right now? Who do you listen? Who do you listen or watch?
3: Joe Rogan.
1: Joe Rogan's funny. I like him. Um, kind of an asshole, but he's funny, and that's part of his shtick, I guess.
3: Yeah, he's just—he's very unapologetic, which is—that's fine. I don't know. I like how he talks about getting high all the time.
1: He has a new uh, special on Netflix, doesn't he? Strange times.
3: Uh, I just watched that the other day. It was pretty
1: good. One of his best or just like average? Yeah, it was just it was average. I was entertained. Hey, is Aziz Az funny? I never watched his stand up. I I, I, tried I tried to watch one sorry Aziz on I tried to watch one of his stand ups. I mean <laughs> I tried though. Like I like him when he's a character on a show. Like I gotta be honest. Um, I do want to
2: watch his new special because it's after the whole that. I think it was filmed after the allegations. So I do want to watch it to see what he has to say.
1: Is it on Netflix? Yes. Oh, what's it called? I don't know. I
2: just know it came (laughs) up and I was like, let me see. Let me uh, see if I can uh, add it to my list. I think it is.
1: I don't remember seeing news about that. Hmm. What do you think? Is Aziz funny, Nicole?
3: I don't. I mean, I liked him in the past. I liked when he would talk about Kanye West. Right, right, right,
1: right. But,
3: like, I feel like all of his jokes are just like, he's just, he doesn't change things up.
1: He's a quirky dude. I don't really like yeah. quirky comedians. Like, I really tried to get into Hannibal Barres. Like, I don't. Hannibal really... Barres is not funny. Burris. Like, I
2: don't think, it, huh?
1: Uh, no, I said Burris. Yeah, I was uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
2: He's not funny. Like, I don't think he's a good comedic actor. I don't think he's a good stand up. I don't think he's funny at
1: all. No, nah, I, I gotta I gotta disagree with you. I think he's a great co host on Eric Andre's show. I think, I don't watch it. I think him and Eric Andre are a great team. But I mean, listen to the stand up though, it's like, eh, he's kinda a little too quirky for me. I mean I want him to win, but he's a little too quirky for my taste.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan, like at all.
1: Hey. So you were telling us about um what what was it? Uh Ballet Horrible? No, no, it was um, a <laughs> Theater Bazaar? Theater Bazaar. Okay. All right. So Theater Bazaar. Tell us about this, Randy.
0: Uh this is my first time I've ever been, and I was working it, so I didn't get to see a lot of it. Um but it's a two weekend long Halloween party, basically. Uh it's at the Masonic Temple, Masonic Theater now. Um but uh I showed up at 10 o'clock when makeup opened and I was there until 3 a.m. Mm. So I was there for – what is that, 15 hours? So what did they have you doing? Do you just stand so still and just my, – So my specific role was uh, I was a red robe member of the Infernal Guard. So basically I was to uh, sit in the observatory, which is the silent performance room where they had – um. Uh, They had a rope bondage display. They had uh, contortionists and and interpretive dancers and things like that performing on stage. And it was the same performances every hour. So you'd just sit uh, and go through um, the performances so people could come in and out at their leisure and just see which performances they wanted to. But I sat at the head of the stage and basically just watched people. That was was my whole job was to just sit up there and look kind of intimidating. I had uh, my face painted white with gray eyes to look kind of undead and – would you do it again? Was it a great experience? Yeah, it was good. Um, after probably the second time, the the performances started to get a little repetitive and boring, and I can't really fidget or move around or anything. So I don't know if I would do the same
1: job again. But <laughs> no, no, that sounds great, though. That sounds great. Um, yeah.
0: Um, Friday nights it's it's Friday and Saturday night, two weekends in a row. Friday night is the uh, gala event, so it's a formal masquerade ball. Okay, with like five hundred people tops. Um, but it didn't. The ticket's all-inclusive, includes valet parking, includes cocktail, uh, open bar, past past food, uh, and then Saturday is more of the casual Halloween party. It's like $100 tickets, and um, there's like 5,000 people on the Saturday events. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That sounds
1: awesome. So you told us something that um, I had heard as a rumor, but now you're confirming that it's true, is that um, there are little, like... Um, after dark sessions there, or
0: like—I mean, like, the whole thing uh, is after dark. The whole—the whole, the whole <laughs> event is twenty-one right. plus. But the uh, uh, one of the rooms uh, is called the Fistatorium, and the only <laughs> thing I know about it because I—I I didn't get a chance to check in once the show was up epi- or once the party actually started. But I took a picture of the sign outside the room uh, that says "No cameras, no phones out, no touching without consent, no spilling of bodily fluids." participation required this is not a voyeur space enter at your own risk bruising can happen use your safe word so
1: <laughs> do 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 so is it by random that you might have to be the person that gets um gets got or you can be the gotter
0: i don't know i assume the i can't roll a dice like that <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just can't roll a dice like that i assume the The volunteers and staff of Theater Bazaar are the ones who are performing and you just go and – I met a woman in the elevator who was working the event and she said she was – ended up uh, caning a woman. Like she started out with like a a riding crop or something like that and moved all the way up to like this quarter-inch thick rod that she was hitting this woman with. Wow. I mean hey, uh, you
1: know, win in Rome or Win in Theater Bizarre. <laughs> that that's that's bizarre and a little Nicole, what you guys say about this?
3: It sounds interesting. <laughs> that's all I got.
0: But other than that, there's you know, musical performances, DJs, jugglers, acrobats. Oh of course, yeah, you know, it's uh, not just, of, you know. Yeah. Uh, the The dark
1: fistatorium, and you know, it's other things. You know, it's other other performances and stuff like that.
2: That sounds fun. All
1: right, (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll wait outside while you go in. (laughs) No, no. Hey, so listen. Quick question: Masonic Theater. So, was that like a? Did that used to be a temple for like masons, or it still is? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's the largest in the world. Do they hold? Do they hold like church there, or like meetings? Or yeah,
0: they have meetings and offices and things there. Plus, they have the theater there for concerts and things like that. Yeah,
1: and
2: graduations.
0: And- I've always been interested in Masons
1: because it feels like, like I know they get, I know they get the bad rap with the whole like, you know, like Illuminati theory or whatever. But I feel like, like, so what are they? Is it just like a secret organization or?
0: Um. Yes, uh, <laughs> I have some family members who were Masons. I don't know details, but I know that. One of the tenets is to become a Mason, you have to ask a Mason. Like, they don't recruit. You have to ask to join. Oh.
1: Mm. Didn't know that.
0: Sounds interesting.
2: Didn't know that.
1: So, where are you um, in your psyche, Santa, with uh, Kanye? Um. <laughs> are you fully done with this man? Or...
2: I um I like what do you mean like done like
1: if a new if Yandi drops tomorrow, are you going to listen to it at some point?
2: No, probably not. Depends on. Did you listen to Pusha T's interview uh, on no, Joe Budden's podcast? That was a very long, but interesting interview.
1: Uh, all I got from it is that he said that 40 was the one that well, inadvertently, 40 told a woman he was sleeping with who told Pusha about Drake's kid. And that's, that's all, I, all you got out of that one. Why? I mean, I didn't listen to
2: it. Oh, I, 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 okay. got, I got like information. But I my was told thing on it. is, um, he had a lot of good things to say about people in the industry, but that's what got reported. Like, he had a, oh yeah, I'm a fan of this person. Oh yeah, this is my friend. Oh yeah, like, I love, like, he said, he had some good things to say about Drake's album. And he was talking about, oh yeah, he did. He did get me with that bar. Oh yeah, I like that song. That song
1: is my shit. Like, yeah, I, I like it when people are copacetic, but no, that didn't get reported. Um, I'll check I'll check it out because I, I, I tend to enjoy Joe Budden and his rants. But, um, okay, so and tell he, me about it.
2: Yeah, he did ask some really interesting questions because, um, if you don't know, Pusha T is also the president of the music. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, well, what happened with Tiana Taylor's uh, marketing budget? <laughs> like, what happened with this? Like, what happened with that? Like, you know, he, Joe Budden asked really good, like, questions that you should ask when you get the president of a company in a room. Mm-hmm. And then they were, you know, talking about you know going to Wyoming to record, and it was a really good. It was a good interview, and Pusha T. He didn't he didn't hold anything that he did. Kind of dodge the like whenever he would ask about artists, you know, like when he asked about Tiana
1: Taylor's budget,
2: kind of like you know
1: he dodged it. Yeah, he should step sh- Did what he should have did, you know.
2: You're a step that question, and a lot of people want to know because that was a good R&B album.
1: It was I ain't hear it? K-T-S-E. Yeah.
2: Yes, it was. It was good.
1: Well, if it was but, good, then okay. So Tiana's problem was that some songs were shortened, correct?
2: Some songs were shortened. Of course, she didn't get to put all the songs that she wanted on the album, yeah. but I think she still had more than Pusha T. Pusha T only has seven. And I think she had more than seven.
1: Okay, I gotta ask you one more thing because I don't—I don't want Nicole to be left out of the conversation forever. But yo, <laughs> do you think—and I don't think this is true—do you think Kanye did Nas dirty with Nasir? What do you mean? Do you feel like that wasn't a worthy Nas album?
2: I mean, but that will—that will fall EP. on both of them. And to, I love Nas, but he's never had a good ear for beats.
1: I disagree. I feel like sometimes, well, most of the time they're, they're experimental, but he, he comes he, through. He doesn't
2: have an ear like Rick Ross.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think most of the time they're experimental, but he comes through on them, though. That's that's my take. Yeah, he doesn't have as good of an ear as Jay. I, I agree with that, that theory, but I feel like he comes through.
2: So I'm, I wouldn't completely blame that on Kanye, but as far as being, like, yeah, like, I wouldn't, like, I bought tickets to the Life of Pablo tour. He came here twice. Mm-hmm. He came to Joe, uh, Joe Lewis, and then he was coming to the Palace. I bought tickets to the Palace show. I think that was, like, maybe a few weeks after the show at Joe Lewis. But so he did the show at Joe Lewis, And then by the time the show, I think it was, like, maybe two dates, but he canceled the whole tour mm. two days before he was supposed to come back. Oh, uh, you get I did get a refund, but okay. I um I will probably never buy a ticket to a Kanye West concert. i de- I definitely w- now with the environment that we're in and the new support that he's gotten, like right, he, the right. new you know Make America Great Again fans that he's gotten. I would never go to a Kanye West concert. All, All
1: right. right, honest statement, honest statement. Um, I got I, I still didn't finish Kids See Ghost. I still haven't heard Yay. I did listen to um, Daytona and I did listen to Nasir. Haven't heard KTS E yet. Probably plan to later, but yeah.
2: I didn't think Ye was.
1: I didn't just didn't want to listen to it, man. I don't think he's in the right headspace for me, just for me personally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I, I I miss the old Kanye. You know, straight <laughs> from the gold Kanye. I do. I really do. But he's gone. <laughs> he, he's gone.
2: But he's gone.
1: Nicole, you got any people you used to be fans of, but due to recent, like, like allegiances or Me Too events that you just kind of took a step back from?
3: Not really. I mean, that's a good question. I don't have anybody specifically. I guess, like, Louis C.K., that, like, really disappointed me. Kevin me really disappointed me. I was just, I don't know, it hurt
1: it did hurt it did hurt and you know for a long time i i didn't listen his comedy albums are on my ipod but for a long time i kind of i did dodge them because i you know above all i was embarrassed like you know i was embarrassed to be a louis fan for a long time so i can i can i can feel with you on that one
2: yeah what about you you still listening to r kelly (laughs) (laughs)
1: I got to say, when he's featured, like, I I do try to skip over his parts. But, you know, like T-Pain, I really just listen to him on I'm a Flirt Remix because I love T-Pain's verse.
2: He just uh, released, like, some throwaway songs. They were, like, under new albums. And I was like, oh, T-Pain has a new album. And then I read the description and they were basically, like... Throwaway songs
1: that he hadn't released, so I was like, oh, I'm not even going to finish this. We waited so long for the T-Wayne album that when it dropped, it's like we didn't care anymore. It dropped? <laughs> and see, you didn't even know. Like, <laughs> when did like, that come out? For a long time, we wanted T-Pain and Lil Wayne to make an album together. And when they finally made it, it was kind of like just them rapping or singing over each other's songs. And I was kind of like scratching my head, like, we waited for years for this? I didn't even know that it came out. Learn learned something new every day. Quick theory. I think when J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar when they like every rapper gets to this point where they're not as popular as they used to be, like they're still good, they still have their fans, but they're not as like on the charts as they used to be. I think that's when they'll release their collab.
2: You think it's done?
1: I don't even think it's I don't even think it's been made. Oh, I think I think songs have been made, but I feel like they'll release it when the when the fame, when the popularity has died off a little bit. They'll be like, "All right, we got time. Let's do this."
2: Oh. You you
1: think that's going to happen anytime soon? No, I mean people love Cole and Kendrick now. Yes, in, they do. They're, in, they're at their peak right now. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yes, they do. Um... So, hey, Carter Five, did you did you get into it? No,
2: I, but I've never been a Little Wayne fan. Like I never. Mm.
1: <laughs> I've, I've heard that you know it. I mean, it is what you think it is, and he's rapping, and that's pretty much what all you're going to get.
2: Well, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> it ain't Carter Two, Lil Wayne. Let's just put it that way. And
2: I and, and me not being a Lil Wayne fan, I did enjoy Carter One. He did switch his flow up a lot, like between Carter One and Carter Two. And I did enjoy Carter Two. I even kind of enjoyed his parts on "Like Father, Like Son."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a solid. That that was a solid collab with him, between him and Birdman. No, it,
2: it, there is no such thing as a solid collab with Birdman. <laughs>
1: like I think, he's I think trash and, i think him and birdman had a nice mix on that album
2: i liked the beat selection and i liked you know on the songs that i did enjoy i liked little wayne's parts, but not baby baby he ruined songs
1: yeah i feel like the only song i've heard with him and manny fresh is uh uh what's that song uh hood it's on the hood rich album um you know what I'm talking about, big timers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big timers,
2: timers. That's the that's the group. Manny Fresh and Baby.
1: Right, 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 right. But they made a song together, and it was on the Hood Rich album, though.
2: Who made a song together?
1: Manny Fresh and um Still Fly. Still Fly is the only song I know by those two. By by the by Benny Fresh and Birdman.
2: Oh, uh, by the big timers. That was like their third album, maybe fourth.
1: Oh wow! I thought they only had one album. No, they.
2: They've been doing it a long time. <laughs> the, the big timers, yeah.
1: Okay. Some nice uh Midnight Club 2 music to ride to. Remember yeah, that game? I like
2: that. Um I like that album. But I haven't listened to it like since it was like it was popular. It came out like the like the spring before I graduated from high school. Cool,
1: cool, cool. What else we got on the agenda?
3: I have a question for you. Go ahead. What do you think steroids do?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, there's different kinds in the world, though, aren't there? Like, there's different functions of each one.
3: Yeah, you just, you cracked me up because you kept asking the other day. You're like, how does it feel um, to be on the steroids? And I'm like... like I-
1: Low key. I was like, I thought I thought it altered your mood a little bit. Like, I thought it made you like Are you thinking like, about like when people take steroids, like for sports. Well, yeah, I mean, Roy like, rage. like it, it heightens your emotions. That's what I thought was going on. Because, you know, I mean, I ain't gonna air that out here. But, you know, you and I was having a conversation. <laughs> and you was like, I already told you. Yeah, man. Like, damn. I was like, "Yo, yo, yo! Is that the, is that the roids? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> You're never
2: supposed to say that to a woman about anything. What is? But wrong? hold on, but you hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Men and women can take that can take that though. So it has, it, it wasn't centered, It wasn't centered towards women. We can have our alter moves and we take stuff too.
2: I mean, yeah, but it's usually. Like, I don't, you're not supposed to say that. Like, especially, oh, you're on your period? Is that your medication? That's not,
3: like, that's, that's not,
1: that's not what that was. Hmm. That's not what that was. I'd expect her to... No, that. it
3: wasn't. I, 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 and that wasn't, that wasn't roid rage either. <laughs> that
1: was just... I expect her no, to ask honestly, me the same the question. No,
3: steroids just make me tired and hungry all the time, and I have to pee every five minutes.
1: <laughs> and you're driving?
3: <laughs> I'm not driving.
1: Oh, okay. You were driving.
3: I did. I drove yesterday. I tried to do some small tasks like laundry and grocery shopping. And after all that, I was like, yep, I hate this. I'm not doing it again. Uh,
2: did y'all play the ladder?
1: I want to. I might do it today. It went up to a billion. That's it's 1.6. Wow. I wonder what you do with all that money. I mean, me, I know I'm
0: making moves. I would pay my bills. And then Everybody would. Blow it all and go broke. I don't think I would do that. No.
1: I I'd I'd buy a, I'd buy a spot. statistically speaking that's what happens. Oh, okay. No, but I
2: Not when I, it's when the aren't when the, the winnings are over. If the if if it's 5 million or less, they tend to go broke. But yeah. if it's more than that, they don't. Yeah. Except for that one guy, but he likes so cuz he took the he didn't take the lump sum. He took the 20 year payments so he spent i guess his first check and then he went to like jg wentworth or somebody see that's what you they have pay to do. pennies on the dollar like they'll give you like a two million dollar check but they're gonna get
1: 10 million see that's what you gotta do too but also i feel like buying yourself uh, a seat on the board of a successful company works too where you work where your money works for you oh so
2: more capitalism yay well hey man <laughs> Listen,
1: you could use that capitalism and get, a, get yourself a philanthropy um, fund or whatever and help others. So you might be selling out a little I'll bit. I'll
2: right off. Yay.
1: You'll be selling <laughs> out to sell in.
2: There's, once you sell out, you sell out.
1: I've, I've seen some people come back. I know you're going to ask me for examples, but I'll give it to you later. All My right. Favorite. That's it. All <laughs> right. We, 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 had, we, we had a good episode here. Um, Randy told us to
0: shut up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I said wrap up. I didn't say stop talking right now. <laughs> Nicole, you got any final thoughts?
3: Um, No. What would you do I, with the lottery? I want to feel better.
1: What would you do with the lottery before for, for we wrap up?
3: Uh, that's a good question. Probably pay off all my bills and I don't know, travel. I want to
1: travel. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, y'all better hope I don't win because I don't know none of y'all motherfuckers. If I win, I'm not going. You know, <laughs> door, I'm man. a stranger. <laughs> I'm disappearing. I don't know you. I don't know my mom. I don't know Jordan. I'm out. No, no, no. Don't do that. But to I'm your her. favorite
1: podcast producer.
2: You are. <laughs> you are Randy.
1: All right, y'all. We this is a great episode of Can We Talk. Y'all have a good one.